This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Jolly dick. I'm ready. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha Depot below the metro area, it's THN cover to cover for Saturday, January 30th. My name is Matt Baum, kiddies. I'm the internet's Joe Patrick, and here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and Zoom to rap about the week's new comics, some nerd news, Movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with you, the listeners. This is a live show, like Mr. Joe Patrick just mentioned. So we need you to play along. You can jump into our Zoom. You can find that link on our I Facebook mean, it's, chat. It's live, it's live unless you're listening to it in podcast form. Yeah, but we're doing live right now, bro. That's how it works, okay? Like Bill O'Reilly taught us. You can find our Zoom link on our Facebook chat. All we ask is that you turn off your video because it slows things down and we're trying to keep everybody caught up. If you want to just hang out and chat on the Facebook that's totally allowed, but that's where we chat so everybody can see it. We're not chatting in Zoom. We're hanging out in Zoom. We're chatting in the faces book so we can all see what's happening, right? You can I mean, also... Some people, st- some people still chat in Zoom. We ain't going to hold it against them. You can also use our call now button on the faces book, or you can call us at 402-819-4894. I do have that open so I can see if you're calling, and I will interrupt people and let you in because we love it. If you can't be here live, you can always leave us a message at that phone number, or you can send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. We used to have a bunch of people that sent us like rap songs, robots telling stories yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the amazing spider brand. I miss that crap, Flux. man. Let's get weird with it. Send us some stuff. I want to hear from you guys, all right? Now, come on. I, I'm not screaming. I mean, we still got Ball from Ball from Earth 37. Yeah, Ball still checks in, tells us gross stories, but... Before we get into it and open He's the phone lines, long-winded. for you nerds, I need Joey to reset some of this week's nerd news, and then we'll reset the question of the week. All right, so we've got some more information, some clarification, if you will, about the Heroes Reborn event uh, that's coming uh, to a Marvel comic near you. Uh, it is a direct spinoff of uh, Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis's current run on Avengers, specifically the Phoenix uh, Force storyline that's going on right now. I'm so behind. It's not I'm great. I'm so behind on Avengers. It's not great. I've been reading it. I don't, I specifically don't love it. it All right. Well, it's just been wacky uh, at best. That's fine. That's fine. It's going to be a, uh, I believe it said five issue event series. I believe that is correct. Um, and it's going to, uh, it's going to imagine a world in which the Avengers never assembled. Oh my. So it's a world without the Avengers. Uh, somewhere out there, Captain America is still floating around like a capsicle because nobody found him. Nope. Uh, you've got uh, Tony Stark never built an Iron Man. I don't know why Tony Stark would have never built an Iron Man. Didn't he go to Afghanistan, banana stand? No, he's, I, I don't, don't think he's there. I don't think Tony's around. What is happening on the backdrop here? I'm playing the uh, motion comic for Heroes oh, Reborn. Well, that's, yeah. Blade's that's the not- only one that remembers anything. Yeah, he, he's the only one. He's got a baby man thing, which I which tickles me. I don't Wakanda's think Wakanda's just a yeah. I don't think Wakanda's any Avengers just are myth. here. I, I, like Cap is dead. I don't think they're around. Let alone didn't do stuff. Yeah, well, like no, they mentioned that they're around. Like Thor is still Thor's just like out in the world. Oh yeah, he's hard, like an atheist, hard drinking, there he not is. doing Thor stuff, getting wasted. 
Um, so yeah, you know, that sounds fun. Uh, and so we're going to get some, some different takes on, on character origins based on this new world. Uh, Dr. Doom with a Citarac gem, et cetera. Et cetera. That's cool. I'm into that. <laughs> Dr. Juggernaut, uh, they're calling him. Dr. Juggernaut. <laughs> there yeah. he is. Uh, Thanos, uh, they're saying Thanos has the infinity rings, which I don't know what makes that different other than the fact that he wears them on his fingies. It's like a Mandarin. Uh, I guess, but yeah. why wouldn't they just call them the Mandarin rings or the. Why is his name infinity still Thanos? All of a sudden? He could be the Thanderin. <laughs> oh, maybe he's the. Th- Enter the Thanderin. <laughs> Uh, That's a gift. We're giving these away, Marvel. Come on. Why aren't they? Who's like? You know what? I'm, I'm online. I'm online acquaintances with former Marvel editor Tom Brennan. He should be calling me up for this shit. Totally. So I. This sounds a little bit more fun than what I was expecting, which was like the character matchup nonsense. Like, yeah. At least there's a hook. Yeah. World without the Avengers. I'm into it. I, it, um, it looks cool. Okay. So this, if you compare this well, to what's going on in Future Straight that we're gonna talk about. I think this feels more directed, has rules, you know what's going on. Where and and that's you guys have heard me bitch about it every time we've done a future state review, where I was like, where is this? What's happening? We know here at least. And I feel more comfortable with that. And guess what? Don't worry, the Avengers will be back. Give me a break. <laughs> but no, this uh, looks like a lot of fun. Look, there's room for multiple types of storytelling, Matt. Future State is no rules just right, just uh, like Outback Steakhouse. I'm, <laughs> I would argue Outback Steakhouse has issues too, but that's a different podcast. So. Well, I mean, <laughs> we don't need to dwell on that. Uh, moving on, Garth Ennis is back with a new series uh, with his longtime, God damn it, can't switch to the right window, uh, with his longtime artistic partner, Goran Sadzuka. Great. Uh, it's going to be one of those AWA titles. Goran and it might be ass. the first one that I really am excited to read. <laughs> no, we like the Peter Milligan one. The we, uh, that one was yeah, really I mean, good sure. about the future, like uh, agents that work for companies. Like, but I wasn't excited to read it. Oh, it just I'm still so reading that. It. it was okay. I really like it. So this book is called Marjorie Finnegan. Temporal criminal, <laughs> which is great. We've got a link to uh, it on the Facebook uh, fan site, or is it on our on the Two at a Nerd site? Brian Domingos pointed posted something. Uh, he, po- I'm sure that's on the fan page. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, yeah, basically, she runs up and down the time stream stealing stuff. Yeah. she's like a a time heister. She's a time bandit, if you will. A time bandit. Yes, there you go. I think that <laughs> sounds pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I, I think Goran Sadzuka is a great artist. Kicks ass. Love him. All right, moving on. Uh, the X-Men election is in full swing, and any of you who did not vote for Cannonball are complicit. Ooh. And, and uh, stealing this uh, very genuine election from the one true person that deserves to win. Oh, Randy Anderson. Dema- I'm going to demand a recount in the, uh, on the moon base. So I believe... In the race to be uh, the the last member of the new official X-Men team, Polaris is currently in the lead. Polaris is winning, and that's bullshit. You're telling me, okay, Polaris is in the lead, which I don't dislike Polaris, but Polaris is already hanging out in a book. Come on. You know who's not? Cannonball. And you know who's in second to last place next to Strong Guy? Cannonball. That is garbage. <laughs> I like Strong Guy. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I like gonna, Strong I'm Guy because he's I'm a checking, uh, he's a dumb, lovable character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cannonball I'm checking legit- Marvel.com right now for the uh, for the latest, and let me see if I can find it. Here. CBR put out something yesterday in a tweet, and they had Polaris. I've got it called up right here. They had Polaris leading 
with 22.8% or something, or 22.2. Banshee's right behind her, then Sunspot, then Forge. Then we go to Armor. Then we get into Boom Boom, Tempo, and Marrow, who are all beating Cannonball. Give me a damn break. Now, I think that that's because people don't want to break up Cannonball and Sunspot. Oh, BS. pretty great in the new movie. <laughs> BS. So I'm going to, you know what? I, I know that I said that I would be, that you would be complicit, but if Cannonball has no chance, then I'm voting for Banshee because he's my second favorite on the list. Yeah, I, I, Banshee definitely deserves it more than. And I desperately miss Banshee yeah. being in the spotlight. And Siren. I miss um, Siren too. I love Siren. His daughter. Ugh. Where was is she in? Um, she's in X Factor, right? She's been around. Yeah, she's popped up and been around. Uh, I okay. They're not showing. Uh, they're not showing up to the up to the minute results. Which no, they me. just um, dropped like a tweet thing yesterday, and I I don't know. It, I need them to drop another update. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, the election is going uh, until um early February. Uh. So we'll see how that shakes out. Like I again, like you said. I have nothing against Polaris in theory. Yeah. I just don't think she's that interesting. No, no. She didn't, I mean, she's better dressed than she's been in a long time, but that's not saying much because all of her costumes have sucked. All of them. <laughs> uh, so in case you are behind on the X books and you're wondering, wait a minute, isn't there already an X-Men? Uh, the answer is yes and no. The answer is sort of. Uh, there is an X-Men title. And in a sense, everybody that lives on Krakoa is an X-Man. Right. Um, but, uh, very minor, uh, 10 of swords, spoilers, sorry, JD, uh, at the end of that event, it was decided that Krakoa needed an official superhero team representative, a, a, a traditional X-Men team. And not just Krakoa. I need that. I need yes, it. Right. Um, and yeah. And so that's what we're, that's what's, we're, that's what we're getting here. Um, the rest of the team's already been decided, not revealed. Right. Um, Cyclops and Jean Grey are definitely there. Uh, you, you can probably bet money Wolverine will be there. No, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> I highly doubt it. Uh, but yeah, so this vote is for the final slot. Who deserves the final slot? But we, let's and, not just talk about who deserves the final slot. Let's talk about your X team. Let's talk about X teams. Like, who are your X Men? I'd like to hear that. All right. Moving on then from this, uh, the, the cast of the upcoming. Netflix Sandman series has been revealed. And that's pretty cool. Uh, there's some pretty interesting swerves uh, in terms of uh, yeah. character choice here. Um, you've got, you know, blonde British pretty boy that looks like Sandman cast as Dream. His name is Tom Sturridge. I don't really know him. He's weird looking and gaunt. He'll be fine. He looks kind of, <laughs> he looks like Neil Gaiman from 30 years ago. Yeah. So that's probably he's, why yeah. he's there. He's perfectly gone. Um, uh, Vivian Achampong is Lucian, uh, the librarian of the dreaming. So this is a, a, a the first of at least a couple gender swapped characters. Yeah. Uh, Lu- Lucian, uh, the librarian, uh, the, the caretaker of every story never told, right? It's every, every right. story that was dreamt of, but never committed to posterity which i love I, I love the library of the dreaming yeah super um, i cool. recognize her she's great that's gonna be good uh charles dance uh from game of thrones he played tywin lannister is uh playing roderick burgess who it's also in everything uh, right now which is fine roderick with me because that guy kicks roderick ass. burgess uh roderick burgess is the guy that captures dream right in the first episode yes, yes. 
Sanjeev Baskar is Kane, the first predator. Uh, he is the caretaker of the House of Secrets. I think that's right. Or House of Mystery, one or the other. Isn't Abel the House of Mystery and he's the House of Secrets? It's one of the two. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. one has one, the other has the other. Yeah. Uh, and they I've fight over Chowdhury him. Chowdhury is Abel, too. the first victim. Uh, I, I love how they're labeling them the first predator and the first victim. That's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I, Cain and Abel, great characters from the Sandman universe. Um, Boyd Holbrook, who I hate. Who is he? <laughs> Uh, he is playing the Corinthian Boyd Holbrook. Um, nothing is immediately coming to mind. Hold on. Boyd Holbrook, American actor. It's like, you, you can't hate him and not know anything he does. <laughs> I just, I can't think of anything. You gotta hate him for something, you know? Uh, yeah, he was in The Predator. Oh, um, okay. This guy, it's like, he was going to be hot for like 10 minutes. And then like Hollywood was like, nah. We got plenty of other white guys. Thanks. <laughs> he's like the late, he's like the late 2010s. Um, Sam, Sam Worthington. Yeah. I was just going to say like Sam they Worthington. Sam, they were like Sam Worthington. Yep. He's we're your all, next we're guy. All in on Sam Worthington. He's like a more approachable Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everybody loves him, right? Nope. Okay. He's gone. Uh, he played uh, <laughs> Donald Pierce in Logan. Um, so I guess it's not fair. All right. To be fair. It's not necessarily that I hate him. It's just that he's always playing the worst characters. Well, you know. Um, some people get stuck in that is, uh, but I love no them for that you know smarmy yeah. characters you gotta have famous smarmy guy famous ugly guy famous mean guy you know like that's just how it goes I suppose I suppose uh, and then we are moving on to Gwendolyn Christie also from Game of Thrones love as it. Lucifer love I it excited yeah, about that that is casting baby ooh that's great uh, oh man that's like uh, like you and I went to see Constantine mm-hmm and we were like, this is, uh, this is not Hellblazer. This and, is not Hellblazer. And not, a, good not, not a real good movie either. But fun. Except, except we walked out of that movie and we were like, that was a good time. That was also the best like Satan casting I've ever seen. Well, <laughs> and so good. when Tilda Swinton <laughs> shows up as, um, as the archangel. Yeah. That like, this is, this is like right in line with that for me. It's like Gwendolyn Christie. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect cast. Totally rad. So I, I think this is shaping up to be something pretty excellent so far. Yeah, totally. I, it, now, here's my only thought on the Sandman. And it goes back, like, I love the American Gods book. I am not in love with the American Gods show. And it's not because they're doing, like, a poor job bringing it to screen. I just think the book and the way the story told is told is so bizarre that it, it's going to take, like, some real directing chops to get it onto the screen and make it not look funny sometimes. And I don't love the main actor that plays shadow. I think he's totally overblown by the other great actors on the show. I just don't love American gods. I should. And I'm afraid that Sandman could be just weird enough that it has a lot of trouble translating. This is a great cast. I'm just you know, a little I, nervous. I think that, I think that uh, Netflix is a great home for it. Definitely. And I also think that at the, at, at the first trade, at least, of Sandman is a much more accessible piece of work. Oh, for sure. Game. For sure. Yeah. And so if this first season is adapting the first trade, more or less, maybe, maybe getting up into like Seasons of Mist where, where Lucifer steps in. Right. 
then I, I think that that's going to be a good chunk of storytelling. Yeah. I mean, um, it, like Sandman gets way weirder the farther in you get. Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll see. But at, at least for now, if they're sticking to the early material, I think that it could be I think that it could be good. Like, I'm, I'm not a fan of American. I'm Gods. all for it. I'm all for it. I'm just afraid it's just weird enough that it could be very. There's a reason why this was in rewrite limbo for years and years and years in Hollywood, because it's a tough job. It's going to be a very tough job. Well, nobody could decide if it should be a movie or yeah. a show or on HBO or if we should get uh, like it, Preacher was the same, you yeah. know, and, you know, that, you know, worked out. Your mileage may vary for how, eh. how you feel about how that worked eh. out. But I think that this is a great cast. I think that great this cast. is a no doubt. It's a great first step towards me being excited about the show. You know, um, here's to hoping. Yeah, I'm just hoping. Let, let us know what you guys think. We also had a premiere Resident Evil, uh, pardon me, Resident Alien this week yep. on Sci-Fi, and we're going to talk about WandaVision. We're going to open these phone lines in just a second, but before we do, Joe Patrick, remind these jerks about the question. All right, all right, all right. This week's question was submitted by Ryan Mount. Future State is one month in. We want to hear your thoughts on the event so far. What's been working for you? What doesn't? Uh, what ideas do you hope stick around when the DCU goes back to normal? For she's. Let's get into it. For she's. Yeah. Let us know what you think. A uh, guy that always is here to let us know what he thinks, Mr. Brian Domingos. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, guys. There he is. <laughs> What's up? How are we doing, Brian? I mean, what an, what an entrance. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> busting I, it. I, wow. <laughs> I just, I think the, the, um, the Fandarin is probably the best idea that I've heard in a long time. Right. Uh, the Fandarin, baby. It was um, right there. You guys, how did they it really miss is, it? But, but what's funny <laughs> is like, I, I thought like they had all the images and I thought the the Dr. Doom juggernaut was like a really good visual. Yeah. But I looked at the Thanos and I was like, I don't understand what this is supposed to be. It's not any like, different. I totally. Yeah. I missed the ring thing, like because it's on his hand still. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. like it's, it's not really. So I, I, they moved him from the knuckles to like the fingers. That's it. Yeah, it's not. As, <laughs> it's not like it, if he was wearing them like a crown, it would be like, oh, that's a specific thing. But yeah. I was like, I don't know, or like, like a grill so, in his teeth. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yes. and, like <laughs> on his giant, you know, uh, Muppet hand to like his giant Muppet fingers. It, it really doesn't make a difference. Yeah. So yeah, um, I I think it's interesting that this is not like an event. Like it's another Avengers arc that it sounds like no one is really cares about, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope that this is fun because I just don't care about this Phoenix force thing that's going on in the Avengers where like everybody has a piece of the Phoenix force and we're all fighting. We're, you can't control the Phoenix force, bro. I'm like, Oh, but maybe I control the Phoenix force. No way, bro. You can't control. I get it. No one can control it. Thanks. Yeah. It's just, it's, <laughs> okay. it's really interesting that it's like Jason Aaron's on issue 40 something. And it's like, there is no like hubbub. Like yeah. there's just nothing. He's Nobody's screaming. No. Them. And, the, and they do this, like, like they have to do these like stunts to like, like, don't forget, Jason, like Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis are working on the Avengers and people are like, eh, yeah, right. like, I feel like 10 years ago, that would have been massive. Oh, now it's absolutely. Just like, no, doubt. You know, like, it's just it's, it's just one of those weird things of like trends and all that. Well, also, um, like, I don't care for I liked when they told that story of like the Avengers of one million B.C. or whatever. But now Jason Aaron has like firmly established that the Avengers are like this 
cosmic force to protect the earth and they've always been there. And the Phoenix is like, I'll buy the Phoenix has always been there. The Phoenix is a cosmic force, but like, there's always been a ghost rider. There's always been a black Panther. There's always like, come on. It, like, like I get tired like, of the prophecy. I feel like it makes things less important and specific. You know, if everybody's part of a prophecy, I'll it, buy there's a line of black like, Panthers that goes back a long time in Wakanda, but to like 1 million BC. Really? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it does make Danny catch seem a lot less significant when he's like the 2000th ghost rider. Right. Like, or like the, you know, the 50,000th iron fist and like, okay, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. It's that's, that's the problem of like, you know kind of like it's you know it's it's that thing you know graham morrison talked about like you know who puts the air in the in the batmobile's tires it's like who cares yeah like, what do you i don't want to know like i don't need to know yeah we're drilling we're drilling down too much like yes. that's a little too like it's a good it's an interesting idea but like not for now, everybody yeah, now we're on it's just it's it's perpetual like it, it's all phoenix force it's like i don't care about like yeah, this pangs of know, like, like the race of dog people that Wolverine and Sabretooth, you know, came from. I don't, I don't <laughs> yes. need that. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, so, some mysteries we don't need the answer to because it's like they're not that interesting. Oh, and Wild um, Child. Wild Child was a dog person too. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and Sasquatch and, and Feral, Sam Squatch, because, which doesn't make any sense because Sasquatch yeah. is a goddamn Sasquatch part well, time. It's a magic is a cat. Sasquatch. You know, I mean, what's the difference? It's a guy. Yeah. All the furry guys, but again, Beast is left out. Right. It's almost uh, racist. Yeah. You know, like, oh, all you guys came from the same dog. <laughs> no, I'm a Bigfoot. God damn it. You're an, yeah, you're an ape man. You're not allowed in here. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's odd. Um, and uh, for future state, I, you know, I, I'm embracing hypertime. Everything is, everything isn't. So yeah. whatever sticks, sticks. And like, I, I like your floor. Um, I do too. At first, it, it seemed like it would be like, oh, here's someone they're kind of shoving in our face. But like, you know what? She's fun. She's got an interesting costume. I like her attitude. Like, they're, they're, they didn't go too serious with her, which is good. Um, the Batman stuff, I, I don't need to know when everything takes place. I, I, there is a chart somewhere that DC put out where they say like what year everything is vaguely. Yeah. And they're not all at the same oh, really? time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're, they're like the swamp thing stories, like the year 4,000, like right. it's way in the future. Um, so and you, you could can tell they like laid things. that out. There were just other things that were like, well, wait a minute, this like teen Titans flash and like Shazam thing. Like, where is that kind of falling? That got kind of weird, you know, but whatever I'm over it. Yeah. I mean, teen Titans, I feel like is like a year and a half away. Like it feels like that's really right. Close. It feels and like then, teen Titans could be next week. Like, oh shit. Right. It's, <laughs> Everything this is, blew this up. This is a preview of like December's issue. You right. Know? It's not that far away. Um, but yeah, I mean, with, with Swamp Thing, the, the rate that the earth is going, it could be like 40 years from now. You yeah. Know? I mean, who knows? But, um, you know, high hopes for all that. But um, if you believe in all that the, climate change bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> please. Um, who, who needs um, ice uh, on the planet? We don't need that. Nah. Um, it just makes it but, cold um, outside. I think the uh, yeah, it's freezing here in Massachusetts. What are you talking about? Yeah, same um, here. I I think that the ones that have been good have been good, and the ones that are bad, like yeah, they they don't necessarily they, they might not they might just leave it there. It's like they're sort of like previews of stories that might happen. Which in that case, like there's no stakes, but it's kind of let's see what happens, and if something's good, they'll continue, and that's great. You know, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm sort of open to it. Um, 
I didn't have a problem with like the concept of the 5G thing because I it, just like the new Spider-Man costume and all those other things, like it's not permanent. We're no. always going to see them back where they're supposed to be. But of course. And I was more excited like, for the 5G thing just because of the old school DC continuity shit. And I love seeing them be like, well, we just like cut the film here and then we glue these two pieces together <laughs> and it makes perfect editing, right? You know, <laughs> I mean, oh, the, hold it's, on. It's funny. How like, long has Batman been back, Batman? <laughs> you know? Well, when you look at like, you know, like Zero Hour was only... I think like five, it's like five years after crisis. And they were like already like, okay, Hal Jordan's like 60. Yeah. So this yeah. is a problem. Like we need to, <laughs> yeah. like, and, and like, that's the sort of thing. It's like five years after their, their seismic shift, they were like, things are still a little wonky. Like we have to adjust this. So right. it's always, it's always been a thing. And that's kind of their thing. It's like, you know, and I mean, Marvel doesn't say that they're doing that, but you know, you guys were talking about Tony, was he in Afghanistan or not? It's like, I'm sorry, where? You mean the Korean War? Yeah. That's where he was, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's that, like, they have shifted all that stuff. And like, well, there's always like little things too. Like whenever we see a future version of a character, their hair is gray. Like we're Maestro has a series right now. It's great. And like, when did the Hulk's hair turn gray? Like, when did that happen? Superman in the future, gray hair. Well, like, when is that going to happen? <laughs> Are we going to get right. to a point where we have a gray Superman? Like, just little no. things. <laughs> well, well, one thing. So the, um, God, what issue was it? Um, it's one of the, it's the, the comic, it's the Future State one this week that had the Black Adam backup in it. Um, that was in um, Suicide Squad, right? It was in Suicide yes, Squad, yeah. yes. It, it was in Suicide Squad. Did you guys read that one? Because it's got yeah. like, it's, DC 1 million, which was like kind of a lot of fun and Superman and the yeah. sun. And like, yeah, it's got like the, the gold beetle in it and like that sort of thing. I was like, I don't care about black Adam, but I will read about black Adam 85,000 years in the future. Like, let's do that story. I love like, DC awesome. 1 million. Absolutely. I, I still yeah. think DC 1 million is the best future crossover ever written. It was so much fun. I loved it. It's the fact that it's one of those, like it's a, it's ends with like a MacGuffin like gun. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. You know, totally. they're like, Oh, we're going to shoot this kryptonite. It's like, it's not kryptonite, man. You're in a lot of trouble. Like you <laughs> yeah. are, this is, this is real bad for you, but it's, it's just like that. We'll never see a story like that again. No, um, probably not. But, uh, Brian, yeah. we got a bunch more peeps that are trying to get in here though. So I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm good guys. Have I'm, a good week. Good to talk good to you, brother. You, buddy. We'll talk to you ne- Later. next week. Always good to talk to him. Um, yeah. I mean, whenever you get into this future stuff, it's like they acknowledge that the superheroes are aging, but we don't ever acknowledge superheroes are aging. Otherwise, <laughs> it's just part of the deal. You know, David, Mr. Baskin Robbins, I've asked to unmute you. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you doing this morning? Good. Good to wrap with you, man. What are we talking about? Well, uh, first off, just one quick sentence. I'm in for this TikTok sea, sh- uh, sea shanty thing. It's kind of awesome. That's all I'm talking about uh, for that. Uh, I do love the sea shanty stuff. <laughs> I, old yeah, man, the, Matt the Bomb remixes are kind of cool. Doesn't know what that is. So <laughs> sorry. Uh, some guy in Scotland put like a two minute TikTok of him doing a sea shanty while pounding on a desk and TikTok lets you stack on other people's uh, videos. So people just started harmonizing and adding bass and adding baritone oh. and adding levels and levels and levels. Okay. And now this guy's got a record deal. 
Hey. So I'm like kind of That's... I'm kind of in on it because it's just fun and a, a shared moment that people got to have in 2021 while we can't get together during pandemic. That's fun, but as a former musician, that kills my soul. Anyway, <laughs> I, I understand. I understand why. Because you know, it used to be you got record deals based on I don't know talent. Not so much anymore. These people are talented. Now you get them on TikTok. (laughs) You get them with 30 seconds on TikTok. Hey, give that kid a fucking huge check. You know, like, great, cool. All right. I just got arthritis for my love of music, but whatever. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Are we we good to talk to talk WandaVision? Yes. Yes, please. We were all Um, wrong. We're all wrong. All this shit about like, oh, they're all magic. They're all magicians and they're all magic slaves. Uh Uh-uh. Doesn't look like it. We learned a bunch of their names okay. last night. So they're towns. They're townsfolk. They're citizens of Westview, right? Which yep. now doesn't exist. Uh, well, it exists. It's just that the cop didn't remember it. Yeah, they're all like, "Now nah, yeah, we're no, from Eastview." Nobody Eastview. outside it. Nobody outside it remembers that it existed. I love Jimmy Woo is finally full on here. I even Cat yep. Dennings is here. I love it. Yep, <laughs> totally love it. Uh, the beekeeper was just a beekeeper. Yep. That was a yeah, red herring. Uh yeah, no, he was a he was a sword agent whose whose hazmat suit morphed to fit the aesthetic the of the world, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Wanda yeah. is and, doing um, it. We know that now. Like she's doing yep. it. We don't totally know why. It sure seems like Vision is dead and she's marching a dead corpse around. Okay, so now, all right now. This is a de- this is a debate that I'm having internally. Uh is Vision actually there? And she's puppeting around his broken body. I think so. Dude. I don't think so. Or is it fake? Is it an illusion? I don't think so. Now, the re- I- now here's why I think he is. Because I was with you until the end of this week's episode. Sure. Where she lost focus for a second and saw him as he is. And voodoo child yeah they played, played the song voodoo at, child. over the end credits like she is puppeteering everything in this world including like i think um, she is literally moving around corpse. his his deactivated body i think so too I she, don't, she took herself I out of the fantasy so, and- when she fired geraldine out we see that and this and as she's putting everything together and bringing the fantasy back together vision walks in and he's a corpse man hole in his head corpse I think that vision is a hallucination that he is a construct of Wanda and that the actual body is buried somewhere under the rubble of Avengers uh, compound in upstate New York, because I have to believe that after the events of infinity war, well, they were uh, in Wakanda. Yeah, they were in Wakanda. So either the body's in Wakanda or Tony and, and uh, Steve brought it back to New York. Not, not Tony wouldn't have been there. Steve would have brought it back to New York. Um, either, either that or it's in Wakanda still. How the hell did it get to Joyzy? That don't make no sense. Come on. I think it's a construct. <laughs> I think Wanda. She's uh, got Wanda the telekinesis. Is, you ever try and get a body out of New Wanda York and a Joyzy? It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> I think Wanda made a construct of him because Wanda was, was snapped away as well, wasn't she? Yes. Wanda disappeared in the so, blip. So the body was still there and five years happened. Wanda might not even know where the body is. I mean, I suppose that's true. But, but she would have reappeared in Wakanda. Yeah. She would have re- reappeared in Wakanda, but maybe the body wasn't there. 
Like we haven't heard. Well, we don't know that. Of, we also yeah. we also know that Shuri, who also got snapped. Sure. Uh, we know that Shuri uh, was nearly done. Yeah, extracting like, him. She was from like the t- downloading his Absolutely. personality matrix or whatever it was called. So we don't know if the Avengers, the remaining Avengers, were just like, please, you know. Put that on a thumb drive. <laughs> keep, you know, like why why would the Avengers take the Vision's body? You know, like in my mind, it makes sense that like Cap would be like, well, it is a weapon. So obviously you're you know, either gonna destroy that body or you're gonna lock it up somewhere because it is a weapon. And well, but they were I mean, living in they were living in Wakanda. You know, they had been living in Wakanda, they had been working with the Wakandans. Right. But with without Shuri, without um T'Challa the highest in command there, because we don't know about uh, T'Challa's mo- mother, um, the highest in command there would be Okoye. Okoye. And, yeah. like, Okoye, as badass as she is, she's not a scientist. She's not, no. No, nah, but they so, have other scientists and like, shit. I mean, come on, this is Wakanda. Sure. Look at that city. I, 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 think that, I think that we don't have enough evidence yeah. uh, to say for sure. I'm calling my uh, shot. I don't know what I, happened. I'm, just, I'm going off of a hunch. My my hunch is that the Avengers would leave the Vision's body in the care of the Wakandans. I'm with Joe on this, and uh, I think like, dead body getting puppeteered around because you don't play voodoo child at the end now, of that. Okay, now, if, 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 she, if she created a construct, I'll accept that. Yeah. If it's not, if it's not his actual legitimate body, but I think it is a physical a homunculus. I, I think, oh, yeah. I, I think I, she I loves him and she took his body. Like, I think that there's it. a physical being there. Yeah, I think she... It can't carry the doctor. It can't, like, interact with the, with the world unless Wanda's doing that with magic and right. we're not seeing any evidence of that. So I think it's a construct, but when she lost control for a second, she hallucinated to the memory of what Vision looked like the last time she saw him. I'm still saying and, that. And body. that's with the hole in his head and gray. Um, I think that without... Either, either Shuri is going to continue where she left off, even though she didn't have the rest of the gem to extract the rest of Vision out of it. I think we're, we were right last week. I think we're going to get, at the end of this, gray Vision with about 80% of what Vision was, with no empathy, with no real like warmth and no memory of his relationship with Wanda. I think. Yeah. Like I, I, we talked about this, I I think uh, last week or the week before where it's like, my my first thought at the end of infinity war was, Oh, they're going to do the soulless vision. Yeah. Like the the vision's not gone. He's just not going to be him. Yeah. It absolutely. No question. I mean, you kind of have um, so all right uh, that's enough we're, we're not going to figure that part out today um no. but something that i think is definitely worth noting is that they were able to identify all of the townspeople except for agnes and Dottie. yeah something going on there absolutely sure and agnes's husband who keeps getting talked about that we still haven't seen there's this thing this witness protection thing going on that they mention oh, yeah. that is a big thing yeah who is this witness? We've seen everybody else. They've identified these people. They can't identify two of them, but someone is there on witness protection. And the only character that we've heard referenced and not seen is Agnes's husband. Who is right. he? I, I Who still the think hell that is there's this? some kind of piece of this that might be Agatha Harkness and might be Mephisto. Maybe. And, and that, that could be the stretched analogy of Agatha's husband. Yeah, but Mephisto's not there on witness protection. I want to know who this witness is. No, he's is. not. No, he's not, but we, we don't know who Dottie is either, right? Yeah, that's, no. that's true. 
Yeah, I don't know. And we saw Dottie was there when the radio, when Jimmy Woo came through the radio. Dottie was there. Right. Dottie noticed. Scarlet Witch went and changed personality. That up, you know, like she was obviously distressed, right? um, By the voice, and Dottie literally had blood on her hands at one point in the show. And then we see her telling the story again. How does a housewife get blood out of fabric? She does it herself. There's something going on with Dottie. Well, it was made clear in this episode that Wanda is editing. Right. She's editing the show as she goes. Right. Which is why when they were watching the show, they didn't see Wanda expel Monica. Right. And they didn't <laughs> see uh, uh, the glass get broken yeah. at, the, at the garden party. Uh, there was just that little g- g- hitch in the tape. Okay, I just, I just had a weird thought here. Um, so we already know that it's not Morgan Le Fay because we've seen Elizabeth Hurley as Morgan Le Fay in Runaways. So we, we know that they're not using that character. Well, we wait, know that this is going to tie like into count to anything, though. I mean, I don't well, know. But we know we know that this I is going to tie. They're not going to double dip, is what he's saying. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. we know that this is going to tie into um, multiverse and Doctor Strange, and we know we have Kang on the horizon, all that kind of stuff. What if Dottie is Cleo? I love it. Oh, Clea. Yeah. I love it. Clea. I absolutely love Clea. And I think she's a way better main squeeze than the other one in Doctor Strange because she's not magic. And my wife's but like, shut if up. I, if I remember What's right, Clea starts out as a villain, right? Well, yeah, she's the daughter of Dormammu. Yeah. But, yeah. but she quickly found out Dormammu was lying to her, which strange. Who would think a demon with flame for head would lie to his daughter? You know, it's really weird. Sure. It's, <laughs> a, it's the symbol of his uh, of his position in the dark dimension. Man. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> I love Clea, though. And that would be awesome. I would totally be down with her being Clea. Um, yeah, I mean, we are at the deep dive portion of Marvel lore in anything that is coming from this point forward. We're doing Eternals. Now now I'm seeing articles like today I saw uh, something about um, the the director of S.W.O.R.D. Um, Whatever his name was. Hathaway, Hardaway, Holloway. Um, Penny Hardaway, the new director of S.W.O.R.D. Yeah, Penny Hardaway. (laughs) And... um, and the article was very quick to point out that there was a character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. early on that had the same last name, uh, who was an agent of HYDRA. Ah. And uh, he, was, he died, um, you know, so. Like, who knows? Who knows what they're still referencing? We yeah. talked about the blue soap, which was an, which was an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. Like it's Marvel Studios. They're in control of everything now. They could just easily say, "Yeah, Phil Coulson was out there doing his thing the whole time. We just didn't have any reason to go talk to him." Yeah, that's true. Or like, "Hey, Multiverse of Madness. That's just one of these multiversal things that happened over there." There you go. Yeah, right. and I mean, we also we also don't know where Phil went after Agents of Shield wrapped up because he's just out there hanging around like kind of retired, kind of not retired. Yeah. So we, we kind of don't know what yeah. Phil Coulson is up to. Well, and you know, they, they I know that they made a, a, a reference to Thanos's armies invading. Right. On the show. Yeah. Um, but from what I recall, uh, they got into so many time travel shenanigans that nothing was referenced in terms of the snap or the blip. 
Um, no, you're, you're absolutely right. They, they reference Thanos attacking at the end of the second to last season. And then when they go into the last season, yeah. um, the writers got never the, mention it they again. completely sidestep. The writers got the memo yeah. like, yeah, you're not talking about that because you're not going to be part of this anymore. So thanks. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it was extremely frustrating yeah. that they mentioned it and tried to deal with it. And then it just went away. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. But but as far as I know, I, mean, I don't think they'll, they'll the rewrite that Colson is still kicking around out there. Like, I think that that's probably still a thing. I, it wouldn't surprise me because Phil Coulson has been in so many movies and yeah. he's a beloved character and, bringing, well, and they brought him back for Captain Marvel. Yeah. There, he was yeah. in Captain Marvel briefly in the flashback. So yes, you're going to get Phil Coulson again. Do we get the agents of yeah. shield stuff? I'm going to say there's a 30% chance, but I, we well, I mean, will see the, Phil Coulson. The Phil Coulson that's kicking around is an LMD at this point. Indeed he is. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Cause Coulson, Col- Coulson dies again. Towards yeah. the end of the show. Yeah, that's true. Dave, we gotta um, we gotta get a bunch more people in here that are gonna want to talk about absolutely. this too. But it's good to talk to you, my man. Yeah, David. You guys. See ya. Uh one thing I one thing I wanted to point out, one last thing, uh, is that they changed what the acronym means for sword. Yeah, I did notice that. Instead of sentient worlds observation and response de- uh department or division or whatever, it's sentient weapon. So I think Sword's purview in the MCU is not just space. I think it is superhumans. Did it? Did they change it to weapon? It's sentient weapon observation and response division. Directorate would have been cooler. Come on, let's stick with the director. Well, That's know. what we do here. Frank Cirillo, how are you today, sir? I'm good, guys. How you doing? Good. God, you sound bassy and macho. I like it. Ah, uh, you know, it's just that uh, uh, I have it. a dry heat. It's the dry heat in my house, really. <laughs> there you it's go. The dry me, heat. Get to that nice, it's that dry heat. That you opera base, you know, like I dig it, man. What do you want to rap about? Yeah. Um, well, I was going to talk about WandaVision, but, you know, you guys, you guys covered it. And I, I, I love the last episode. I don't I have no new theories to add to it. I definitely agree with Joe that 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 Wanda is puppeting Vision. Um, that he is actually the dead uh, husk of that android. Um, and I think he'll be back. I, I love I, I back. love that they started right off with the blip. It was just like, oh, okay, we're back in the shit. I'm into it. That was fantastic. <laughs> like, oh, I love it. <laughs> it, 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 took in, it took until my second viewing before I realized that they were reconstituting, not dusting. Yeah. Right. And, and for like, so for a second there, like maybe I looked away or whatever, but for like, I didn't notice Wanda, uh, I didn't notice Monica reconstituting. And so I thought that she like woke up from her nap and wandered out into the hallway and saw people turning to dust. And then she blinked. And oh, the no, nurse, I, got, I got it right away. Yeah, I, I didn't miss that at all. So yeah, like, I, 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 I watched back. it a second time and I was like, oh man, that's brilliant. Because yeah. we, we didn't get was- to see that. Well, that was, that was really great. I and we it. got the I jerk into that. the real, like the violent jerk into the real world at the end of the last episode. And then this one starts there and then right. ends with the aspect ratio going back to the TV show. <laughs> like, man, they are, they are having fun. And now, I'm having this a great was, time with this. Now, if, I think this was the first time you actually see Wanda use her powers in the show. Yes. The first, like other like, than in like a comical bewitched right, right. kind of way. 
In like and, and, it, was, so it was like a nose wrinkle or a wink or a snap, and now right. it's like, oh, she's doing the the shit with yeah. her hands again, you know, manipulating the, the energies. The, what is what is now? Okay, so I remember the Scarlet Witch having the power to sort of um, manipulate probabilities. Okay, is that is that what her power is? Well, we found out so, that was wrong, though. Yes. Right? Um, Go ahead, Joe. Classically, the Scarlet Witch's mutant ability was to alter probability. Right. Um, you know, to, to, to make things happen that would probably never happen. Um, and then at some point, uh, she became like a, 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 a magical apprentice, like a sorceress in training. And okay. so they added magic to her repertoire. Okay. And then, um, I believe the most recent retcon was that, um, it wasn't, re- it wasn't necessarily the probability altering that was her power. It's that her mutant power is this affinity for like the, the the magical energy of the universe or whatever, okay, that she can manipulate in in various ways, okay. Um, and I'd have to like look that up to be yeah. certain, but like, I, I like, but yes, in the, you know, in the eighties, it was like I'm gonna cast a hex bolt, and then right, a a a, a tire flies out of a, a trash heap and smacks a villain in the face. Yeah, like I distinctly remember a comic where that happens. I, I think, um, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, I think that this is a great opportunity to introduce any any of the sort of fringe, not for, I don't want to say fringe X-Men, but not any of the main X-Men characters just in passing as a way of introducing them and sort of melding. I mean, I know I know in Doctor Strange, that's probably what's going to happen is we're going to get. We're going to get some X-Men and Doctor Strange, but I think it would be a great opportunity and a missed opportunity if they, if they didn't just to sort of mention or show at least one character who, who is an X-Men, X-Men that we know, you know, maybe, maybe Kitty Pride or maybe, you know, Bobby Drake or some, somebody who's, you know, maybe they're a kid and they're just, you know, they're just kind of discovering they're a mutant. Sure. Um, you know, I think it would be a really great opportunity. It's and certainly would, not I, you know, out of Matt the realm of possibilities. Up, I mean, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Matt brings up who is, who's Agnes's husband. And I'm now, now I'm thinking, okay, he's in the witness protection. Who is he? He's got to be like, a that might be a guy who is the, was one of the X-Men or he's got to be someone that we know that disappeared. It, like, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is uh, Phil Coulson. Didn't somebody? I think someone had said you said that. You know, it might be Phil Coulson or something. Yeah. Could so. um, well he disappeared. Yeah. He 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 rides off into the sunset at the end of Agents of Shield, and we don't know where, where he went off to. Right. Um, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll have to catch up on it at some point, but. But um, yeah, that's. I think that's uh, one of the big mysteries. Um, I, you know, I liked Jimmy Woo's little whiteboard where he's like, "What don't we know?" Yeah, and it's like, it's great. "Is the it. vision alive?" Yeah. Um, why the hexagonal shape? Okay, yeah. so clearly, I think the heck that that harkens back to the you know Wanda's hex bolts. I I, I don't know. Maybe it just visually they're setting up that reference i don't know i don't know or i don't know either uh and uh, like everyone was everyone was like everyone was so quick to tie the beekeeper to the hexagons right but go to aim but it's not aim but do you remember do you remember when in guardians of the galaxy when the ships travel through those gates 
aren't there aren't dude, they are hexagons yes the the the, so, the warp gates and there's a lot of background radiation so yeah th- i mean that could be connected to that as well you know it, there's got there's there's got to be something that's connected so also well, there's also people today, screaming like oh you know what else cosmic radiation effect yeah the fantastic four like, oh, okay slow be, down <laughs> but slow down. you know what else i just i just realized because i'm a total doink um is that monica is maria's daughter from and maria was from captain marvel and i'm like oh duh yeah i don't know why i don't know why i don't know why i did not put that together you missed that like my really not that together. <laughs> you, know? you know i i like i knew i knew that they had cast monica rambo for right. the show right uh, but when they introduced geraldine you know the character exactly um i didn't recognize that as being the same actress right um uh, so yeah it took me a while as well um but uh yeah um and and that's what i i loved uh when i uh, upon rewatching is that when she reform her body reforms uh the last thing she hears is um carol danvers saying lieutenant trouble yeah Oh, oh! I gotta, uh, watch, I gotta, I gotta watch it again. Yeah, I've yep. watched it three times. I'm, okay. I'm obsessed okay. with this episode. <laughs> it's so I, good. <laughs> this, was, this to me was like the most Marvel of, like this the so far like a lot of this like Marvel TV cinematic stuff, the TV universe, even even more Marvel than some of the um some of the movies. Uh, that's that's at least as. Like I was watching it going, man, I feel like, I feel like this is a comic book. I feel like this is really kind of getting into what the comics were and, you know, and, and people, I I know people like to kind of slag on certain things like, oh, that was, they, they, they they wrapped up the, you know, Avengers Endgame too easily. It was too, too nice and wrapped up in that time vortex thing. I'm like, but I said, but that's like the most comic book thing you can come up with. You know, yeah, right. You know, so yeah. like I really felt like this had a very comic book feel to it, and I really, really love that. Oh, by the way, that that Marvel that Marvel event where the Avengers don't come together, that sounds amazing, and that might actually get that sounds like so much fun, and that might actually get me reading comic like real comic books, books, books again. Oh, wow. really? Cool. Just, I, I read my books digitally, and I don't want to, but it's like that's something I would love to just sit down and read. I'll pick up. I'll definitely pick up the first couple issues to see how I like it. You know. That's good and, news. Yeah, yeah. It, it should and, be uh, fun. When when does that come out? Because I wasn't March. That, much time. Um, that is in it's March. It's at the end of the yeah. It's at the end of the current um, Phoenix storyline in Avengers. Oh, okay. So, yeah, all right. A couple, that, couple I'm months. Not, that I'm not paying attention to. But stuff like this, I love alternate reality stuff. I love when they take different. How how many times I'm fifty three? I'm fifty three. How many times have I seen the same thing kind of happen over and over and over again? Like you know, people joking about uh, Spider Man's costume and then. You know, it's like, oh, you know, Spider-Man's costume is horrible looking. Yeah, it is. But you know what? We'll have he'll be back in the red and blue within a year or two. You know, oh, Wolverine's dead. Yeah, well, he'll be, he'll be alive again in like five years, you know. So I've, I've seen so much of this stuff go, going round and round. And that like I love when they do something totally different that I know is absolutely not part of their mainstream universe. I, I just love that stuff. I love, and I said, I made a joke. I said, oh, it's like the amalgam universe, except with just Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, JD, JD in the chat made a joke, uh, a very niche inside joke. He says, it's like Nebraska weather. 
I've never uh, you don't Alaska. you don't like the rain. Wait five minutes. It'll change. And it'll snow. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. worry about that. Frank, good to talk to you, man. All right, get, good to talk to you too, guys. I am have a good week, buddy. Asking to unmute our friend Jimbo here. No, no, no. JD Gotta Catch has been here since the very, very beginning. Oh. And he's been waiting for us to stop talking about WandaVision. Okay, so. we'll stop talking about WandaVision so we can talk to JD. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Uh, yeah, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. And Absolutely. Same with Marvel storylines. Absolutely. Well, same with any comic book. Give me a break. In fact, <laughs> I was just reading when we were talking about the, the X-Men vote thing. I looked it up and I was like, there's been so many things that they voted on. Fans got to vote on and change, like, uh, when we had, like, all the Marvel versus DC stuff. And they were like, yeah, Storm would kick the crap out of Wonder Woman. Like, no, come on. <laughs> but then they also talked about like when, uh, like, you know, Rob, the death of Robin and shit like that, you know? And yeah. then there was some other stuff they talked about, like how Chuck Dixon changed courses on the Nightfall thing because everybody hated the Azrael costume oh. so much. <laughs> Dumb. I vaguely remember Nightfall. (laughs) Actually, I wanted to talk a little bit about the X Men though, because like I said, I've been getting caught up on uh, on Ten of Swords, and I don't know where all the hate is for Hickman and I love it Hickman's X Men and Ten of Swords because I think Ten of Swords so far. I'm up to I just finished Marauders thirteen, so Storm just got the 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 Wakandan sword. And this is the most Claremontian oh, yeah. event we had in X-Men. I mean, th- this whole tournament just feels like the blue side of the moon oh, yeah. against the, the Super Guardians for the fate of Marvel Girl. I well, mean, that's what this feels like to me. It's Shakespeare see, via know, Claremont. Like, that's, about, yeah. <laughs> that's about where I am too, JD. And, uh, but then I stop and think, okay, well, this is chapter 13. <laughs> and no, this is they, chapter six. No, Marauders thirteen. No, 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 no. Yeah, Marauders thirteen is chapter six. Oh, then I must be farther along. But yeah. I'm I'm about halfway through eleven or twelve, and they still don't all have their fucking swords. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a little drawn out. But you know, like they, they all have to get their swords, and then they have the big gang sword fight. You know, you don't just get a magic sword. You got to work for that. Come on. If magic swords were all over the place, then what's the point of a magic sword? You got to fight for them. Yeah, I see you, Kay. I love it. JD, I'm with you. I love it. I thought it was yeah. great. Marauders 13 is 10 of swords part five. And I think it's the most interesting uh, I must thing. Have been up, I must have been up to Marauders 14. It's the most yeah. interesting thing that they have ever done with Apocalypse. I love it. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, uh, and uh, as far as the vote, I, I, I put the hashtag out there after, after, uh, uh, Jimmy Randall put the the justice for strong guy. I made the hashtag house of Hisako because we have to follow the tradition of Wolverine having a young girl to train and to hang out with. And Hisako was the last one that fell into that, into that trope. I do love armor. I, she's great. Yeah. Armor's cool, but I do love armor. I don't need armor then, to be an X man personally. Well, they made her an X man in the Whedon run. Yeah, that's true. But uh, and then speaking of Wolverine, listening to you guys on the on this week's episode, uh, what if that Wolverine hand that they were auctioning off was Wolverine from Earth Two Ninety Five's hand that Dark Beast brought back? Could be, <laughs> yeah, that very well could be, <laughs> because we don't so have the, another- world, the, the 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 so it's Wolverine's hand from the Age of Apocalypse, yeah. 
because to the best of my knowledge that he's the only Wolverine that's actually lost a hand with intact adamantium. Yeah. I don't recall a story Why where not? Wolverine lost. Oh, well, but he still had his claws in there. Well, I mean, oh, that just means right, they were out. Yeah. Cause they, yeah. Cause the claws popped out of the, out of the stump. Yeah, no, so that doesn't work. Yeah, I, so that's but, a really great theory, though. But again, it's not important because, like, they they take care of that in one panel. Oh yeah, it, where Wolverine so just it, like, oh shit, when did that happen? But that's like, why, how come that's I can't why that explanation <laughs> works so well is because it makes us fill in those blanks. It makes us want to yeah. try to tell those stories. It's great. Uh, before I took off my headphones, I heard you guys talking about American Gods, and uh, I I was all for the show, uh, and then. This is one of those circumstances where I almost hate, um, you know, having the inside knowledge and knowing how the sausage is made because I've been trying to get into this season, but I can't because I've got such a bad taste in my mouth over the way they handled Orlando Jones. Um, I don't know what happened there. What happened? Chick Eggly um, actually drove Orlando Jones out of the show because he kept... Real quick. Dude's name is Chick Eggly? Yeah. Yeah, he's the new showrunner. How is he not a Spider-Man villain in a fucking chicken costume? My God. <laughs> it's more of a Batman 66 name, to be honest. But wow. Chip Dipson and Dip Dobson. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he his literary criticism of the way Orlando Jones was handling a Nazi was that it was too black. Yeah, it was super racist. How do you make, how do you call a West African Yoruba god too black hmm, to Orlando Jones's face? Maybe he <laughs> wanted the Rhode Island Jewish version of, you know, the spider god or something. I yeah, don't know. Because <laughs> mm, I thought Orlando Jones's depiction of a Nazi was the best thing on that show. I love first, Orlando Jones. I love seasons. him. I mean, that, 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 that opening, the, uh, in the, what, the fifth episode of the first season when they do the, uh, the slave ship opening for a Nazi when he does the angry gets shit done speech. Yeah. yeah I looked yeah. at my wife like, am I afraid of Orlando Jones? How am I afraid of Orlando Jones? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, and I thought he was great. Again, like Orlando Jones was one of those actors that was on the show that was doing such a great job that yeah. it made the main actor on the show look worse. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's so many good actors on there. You guys were talking about Constantine, and the guy who played uh, Satan on Constantine is Chernobyl. Yeah, oh, man. Peter Stormar. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it's a great cast. I just don't love the. I just don't love the show. I, I can't get into. Yeah, it. I mean, I've I liked it up to a point, and then I think the combination of the back scene stuff, and then also I think it's getting long in the tooth. Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, we have it on our list, and I just I can't seem to bring myself to keep coming back to to keep coming back to it. I'll probably just you know plow through it because well, I paid for stars to do it. So I finished the first <laughs> season, and then I watched like two of the next season. It was just like. Eh. I, I feel nothing. I'm not invested. I don't care. And there's too yeah, much, the one thing I do there's like too much other good stuff is, on television to watch. Go watch The yeah. Expanse. The Expanse is great. <laughs> you know, like oh, go yeah. watch that. <laughs> I need to get caught up on that. But I, the one thing about the season that does have me keep coming back is they're finally to uh, the, the, the little, they're finally to Lakeside. And there's so many good set pieces in Lakeside with the frozen lake and, yeah. and all of that, that I think will be interesting to see how they, how they work. Oh, Definitely. Definitely. Uh, JD, always good to talk to you. We're getting a little, we're running a little over here, so I'm going to, I noticed. I don't need to yeah. rush you out, but, but hey, I just want to say I had here. a great time on the show this week and, yeah, yeah. uh, tune look in to doing uh, it again. Tune into last week's, uh, regular review show episode 607 for the first installment of take a look. It's in a book club. 
And uh, we've got the full book club is going up on Patreon. I'm going to shoot that to Joe today so we can get it up. But it's longer. We, we went into it, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, Thanks for yeah. joining us, man. So, yeah, that was a good time. I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the book, too. But, uh, yeah, um, still having fun with X of Swords and the Mutants. I think this uh, this stuff is a lot of fun. So I'm going to keep going with it, and maybe I'll do a big uh, deep dive as my return to the lake house. Cool, brother. There you go. I'm into it. Jeff, All right. good to talk to you. Let's unmute Jimbo you, here for our final call. See what he's got for us. Jimmy. Well, hello. Okay, so we'll keep it brief. Just going to let you know, Jujutsu Kaisen, what you're reading, Matt, has now surpassed 20 million in sales. <laughs> it just sounds like you're making shit up. No, yeah, oh, yeah. It was, a, it was at 1 billion last year. It's at 30 billion now. <laughs> My and God. It, it, it was at eight when the anime started in October, and now the and now it's up to 25 in circulation, but 20, 20 million in sales. So, so let me ask you, because I legit don't know. Do these creators, are they like millionaires in Japan? Yes. Yeah, so... So if you look at like someone like the creator of Bleach, right? He is worth uh, seventy million, but he has a new series coming out last year, so that might go up. Um, like the Oda, Oda of One Piece is worth like hundreds of. I mean, he he he's infinitely. So it is the dream. It is like every like comic creator's dream. Move to Japan. Well, and, I mean, that's these where you guys are revered. <laughs> like, these guys are revered. They have a title, manga con. Right. So. And- so- yeah, look at look at uh, Baki. Baki's on Netflix now, so that guy right. is increased. He's he's on the low end. He's like five million, I think. Um, that might be going up because of the Netflix series and how many sales. But usually they get a, a strong cut of what they uh, of the direct sales, and they usually don't go to other books. Hardly ever you'll get like two or three other works. It's because you know one piece he's been doing it for thirty years. He's, he's not going to write anything else. Right. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like millions of people read manga around the world it's just backwards ass america yeah no it's, that has that has as a collective decided that comics were stupid i was gonna say backwards ass joe patrick refuses to read manga but i agree with that too <laughs> no 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 it's, uh, it, it's like like if you even look back if you look back to pre-war america pre-world war ii like comic book circulation especially uh prior to the crash in the 90s was huge in america oh yeah huge absolutely and it only was higher the farther back you went. Um, like full blown adults were reading comics off the off the newsstand in the forties and fifties. Right. And that's, yeah, that's it's, what happened? The death of Superman killed you all. Killed, killed it all. Killed a lot of people. Yeah. Speculator. The speculator boom killed a lot um, of people. Crashed the market, and it put about half the comic shops in the country out of business. The saddest thing and, is, though, it's not even that yeah. comics are disrespected comics are held in the highest respect because they're the biggest movies out there. They're these TV shows. Everybody has a Superman tattoo or t-shirt, you know, like you see like NBA players doing Spider-Man moves after they dunk and like NFL players, you know, wearing Superman tattoos. But guess what? Nobody actually reads the comics. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that, that, that's it's, the, it's the saddest it's weird, yeah. thing in the world. <laughs> it's, it's really so weird. Sad. Uh, like, <laughs> and, and especially when you think like, I think I said this before on the show. If you had asked 10 people on the street 10 years ago, who is Iron Man? Mm-hmm. Three? Maybe. Maybe? Yeah, maybe. Would have known. And now there's not a person on the face of this planet that doesn't know who Tony Stark is. Right. Or mm-hmm. actually, Iron Man is pretty famous, but had you said Star-Lord, zero out of 10. 
Zero. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you right. know, I mean, right. unless you bumped into myself or Aura McWilliams, who's watching right now. <laughs> God bless him. You know, but like, yeah. And now Aura was Star very Lord, offended. You just brought that up. Star so Lord you shows it. up to hospitals with sick kids and they freak out and cry. You know, I mean, like, yeah. and nobody's reading Guardians of the Galaxy. What's it sell? 10,000, 12,000 a, a month? Yeah, it's pitiful. It's and pitiful. that like puts it within the top 20. <laughs> so it's, it's Yeah, that, I, mean, I mean, that stuff would just get canceled. Like the sales, like it's pretty vicious uh, over there. Like you don't meet, meet a cap. You usually get like 12 weeks. And if your sales are like that low, you just get taxed. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all I want to talk about, you know. Do some numbers, you know. Jim, good to talk Crunch to you, brother. Those numbers, Jim. Have a good weekend. Uh, we appreciate you coming in, being our numbers, man. Thank you. Take care, guys. See you, bud. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. All right, it's voicemail time in the ziggurat. Let's see who we got here. I think... Yep, it's James Kaplan. We love this guy. He tried to call in earlier before we had opened the phone line, so... He may have been in a hurry, but James, he did Classic the right thing. Classic James. He's doing the right thing. He left a message, and here we are. We're going to play it, and we're going to freaking talk about it. You can do that, too. Hey, guys. James Kaplan here with an answer for the question of the week. Uh, I've been enjoying the Future State books thus far. I have not read this week's books yet, so I haven't had a chance to read uh, the Aquaman one, though that sounds fantastic. Um, I've been enjoying most of them, really. Um the Superman of Metropolis one didn't do much for me, but the Batman ones have been fun. Definitely the Mariko Tamaki, Dan Mora story was great. Uh, I enjoyed the Catwoman train heist sequence because, you know, I love a good heist. Um, and uh, let's see. Oh, the, the Superwoman Kara Zor-El one was great. Uh, the Wonder Woman Joel Jones one was great. I mean, you know, anything Joel Jones draws is great. But, um, yeah, no, they've been fun. Frankly, though, the thing that's been most on my mind uh, is WandaVision, and I won't say anything spoilery, but just to say yesterday's episode was amazing, and it was just, wow, that was a lot of information. It was incredibly informative. It put a lot of stuff together. It did raise a whole bunch more questions, but it definitely answered some questions as to what's going on, and I am just, I'm loving that show. We're watching it as a whole family. Everyone's loving it and enjoying talking about it and trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited, you know, and if, if all the Marvel shows are at this level of quality, I am thrilled, you know, I just think we're going to be getting weekly new MCU content for, I don't know, for the foreseeable future. Anyway, hope you guys are well. Take care. James, good to talk to you, man. Um, let's, let's use this to roll right into our, our future state question and how we feel about it. Let's share our feelings. I, I think I have warmed to the idea a bit as far as we are getting a peek at a lot of creators that are going to be doing stuff on other books at DC that mm -hmm. we may not have known or we're doing lesser DC books that we hadn't paid a lot of attention to. And I think in that sense, I am super excited it, like for yeah. certain things. I'm super excited for where Superman's going to go now. Was not before. Um, bat, the, both the Bat books, I think these teams coming off of this are going to be doing Bat stuff that's looks like it's going to be great. There's some problems here and there with the story as to where things fall, why shit's happening, whatever. But I think highlighting new talent this way is a cool way to do it because normally like, look what's going on with the heroes reborn thing. We're getting Jason Aaron and we're getting Ed McGinnis, huge names that are doing this big thing. This is like, they took kind of a shot here and did a big event 
with a bunch of names you wouldn't normally see on books this high profile. And I think it's got people excited for where this ends and who's going to be taking over the books afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I, I think overall future state has been a blast. Um, not every book is great. Uh, I, I, we, we've talked about that. I acknowledge it. Um, but I think as a concept, I really love it. And that's because I never had a single issue with the idea that we are not going to necessarily know how things piece together because the answer is they don't. Yeah. They don't. They are just possible. They are glimpses into the possible, into, well, into what could be. Well, but some of them do piece together. And yes. some of them piece and, together well, and some poorly. <laughs> so. Okay, but if you're reading the next Batman, and you're reading Dark Detective, and you're reading, you know, whatever else, like, it should be made clear how those are connected. They might not all be taking place within the same exact time frame. But it's still like a uh, Superman Batman from this week. Um, it was just at the beginning of the magistrate's rise to power, which is right. why Batman was still kicking around and Superman felt free to fly in the concepts. They, they fit together when they need to sometimes loosely, sometimes more explicitly. It, the answer though, is that it really doesn't matter. Just enjoy the ride. It's two months. And then we're going to go back to some kind of status quo. Uh, what that is, we don't know yet. Right. Um, no, and I, I, I think they did a great job featuring town. It's been a while, quite honestly, since DC, I can remember DC featuring lesser name talent like this on bigger name books. Like, I can't remember the last time I got somebody on a Superman book that I did not recognize as far as a name. Right. Artist and that's, or writer. And that's honestly. kind of the temp, that's kind of like, it's a, it's a thankless proposition when it comes to like chasing huge name after huge name after huge name right. at a certain point, you're not going to be able to do that. Right. And there's right? also a law of diminishing returns. Like, okay. So Steven Spielberg is writing Superman this week. Yeah, Great. exactly. What's like, he going to do? You know, <laughs> like who are we going to get to, to, to follow Bendis on the Superman titles when right. Bendis didn't exactly light the world on fire. And anybody that we could name is probably not interested. No. Like Matt Fraction doesn't want to write Superman. No, fuck no. And on, You're honestly, not going to get Alan Moore to write Superman? <laughs> if this marks a sea change in how DC is thinking about this, and they're going to go more story-driven with younger, hungry talent, that is fantastic. And that is something that I would argue they've needed to do for I don't know how many years now. And I would argue Marvel has been doing that. With as much as we make fun of young guns and shit, and yes, some of the young guns have been around for twenty years, <laughs> but Marvel does a good job hyping yeah. the talent that they want to hype. Absolutely, and DC uh, yeah. doesn't hype talent. DC hypes books. I mean, we've argued this. Uh, like, I think that DC has tried. Like, they did. You know, they tried to like hype up the the creators from the new writers workshop thing that they did for a few years in a row that's true but nothing really ever comes of it you know other than like oh we got james tinian and marguerite bennett out yeah. of the first one you know but like i can't really remember the last time uh like christopher sabella was in it one year that i already knew him i right. already knew him as a as a name in the indie comics world 
Um, but also we have to keep in mind that like, look, we're paying attention to comics on a whole nother level than the average DC reader. We're, yeah, we're on the next level. Well, no, but truly, I mean, we're reading image stuff. We're looking for new shit from Boom. We're forcing ourselves to review stuff we've never heard of. So like we stumbled upon Christopher Sabella probably at Image or something and went, this guy is really good. So of course we knew about him first, but the average DC reader, no way. That was a brand new name for them. So I, I'll still give them points for that. I would like to see more of sure. that and not just shunted to like, oh yeah, young animal. It's a pop-up print where, you know, we've shunted a bunch of like new hot weirdos doing new hot weird shit. And we can't, you, I mean, you, you, know, you say that though, you say that though, but young animal made Nick Darrington a name. That's true. He did that doom, but he did that doom patrol thing. And he segued onto that Walmart exclusive, uh, Batman story well, by Bendis. And then he was drawing Batman. No, I agree. But I like, look, I think Nick Darrington was talented enough that he was going to come out of there one way or another. And DC had plans for him, period. Like when you get a guy that fucking talented, yes, that dude is, is going to be moved to a bigger book. Uh, dude that drew Superman. I can't, or not, pardon me, Aquaman this week. I can't say his name suddenly. Yeah, Daniel Sampier. Daniel Sampier. That is a dude that, okay, he got in the door at DC for a reason. He's stupid talented. And they're not going to, like, push him off. It, it almost seems like artists, maybe less than writers at DC, get treated, well, no, they're treated as a commodity as well. But I think if you're at a certain level, DC is going to go, yep, you're a star. Dan Mora, yes, you get a Batman book. Sampier, yes, you get a Superman book. But like a guy like Philip Kennedy Johnson, I think they're taking a real shot making him a writer on Superman. And I'm curious to see what happens. I'm excited for it. Yeah. It's so funny to me because it's such a weird cultural shift in the the culture of like comics readers. Like in the 90s, it was all about the artist. Yeah. Art, 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 art. To the point like writers were getting a short shrift. And then at some point it kind of swung around and the writing became key and then we're to we're to a point where it's like Declan Shalvey is on Twitter complaining that artists are not getting enough credit for the stories yeah. that are being put out. It's like, look, man, <laughs> I would like to see that sea change, though. Like, when did that lean and like start to happen where we went? Oh, OK, writers. No, writers are hot now. We need a hot writer. And if the art's good, yeah, whatever. But like oftentimes the writer's going to pick somebody they want to work with that they think is cool. And that's what's important for the story. Deal with it. You yeah, know? yeah. I'd like to see like when did that start? You know, <laughs> It'd be I mean, I'm sure it, I'm sure it had something to do with the rise of like superstar writers like Bendis and sure. Grant Morrison and sure, uh, you know, your your Matt Fractions and whatnot. But well, it also um, kind of, which came out of like superstar artist that was like I can do it all, and we're like, nah, you need a writer, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right, you're a really right. talented artist. Don't get me wrong, Jim Lee. Don't write your books, bro. <laughs> like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's set up a new question of the week for these guys, and then let's get the hell out of here. Oh, well, real quick, though. Resident Alien. Oh, Resident Alien. Great. Resident Alien, I, I am terrified that Resident Alien is going to be the best show that nobody watches, and it goes away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. I'm so scared, because it's super quirky, it's super wild, and dark. it's on sci-fi. Right. And sci-fi is famous for putting out a fantastic show and going, well, nobody watched it and we spent a bunch of money on it. So it's gone. <laughs> you know, there you go. You jerks. Yeah. I mean, most recently, uh, deadly class. Yeah. Deadly class. Perfect example. It was such a wonderful show and it's like sci-fi just couldn't 
get it out there. They couldn't promote it enough. They did everything in their power. But if people are like, ah, I'm not watching a show on sci-fi. They spell sci-fi weird. It's siffy. I don't like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I, I hope uh, but yeah, it sticks around. Please do watch it. It was very, very good. Alan Tudyk is amazing on it. it. Like laugh out loud amazing too. Without, he, it's this, it's not a slapstick show by any means, but it's so well done and well performed that you can't help but laugh at what's happening. It's so understated. Like, you will believe that that guy is secretly an alien. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And whether or not he's in his alien form, just walking around as a person, you're like, okay, this is a bona fide weirdo we're dealing with. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Watch Resident Alien. Uh, read the comics, too. The comics are great. Dark Horse. They are. The comics Resident are Alien. They'll, that will be, again, in the required reading list. But now... Hit him with the question of the week, Joe. Let's do this. All right. Our new question of the week was submitted by Frank Cirillo via the forums. Uh, what if is getting an omnibus edition uh, in honor of this momentous news? What is your favorite what if story? Oh. We, uh, we reviewed some what ifs not too long ago, so I might be repeating myself, but maybe I'll reach for a different one this time. Should we open it up to Elseworlds as well or just stick to What If? No, let's go What If and Elseworlds. But like specifically What If titles and Elseworlds titles because that was like the DC version of the What If more or less. Yeah, pick one, pick the other, or pick one of each. Yeah. So favorite What If or yeah. Elseworld titles. I love it. We'll do that next and week or. right here on two-headed, on cover to cover. I know what this show is called. I've been doing it for 10 goddamn years. Give me a break. But for now, we got to get out of here. This is We ran way too long. Thank you for joining us, and we hope to see you same THN time, same THN channel next week. My name is Matt Bond. My name is still Joe Patrick. That was a dramatic pause, and this is the Two-Headed Nerd. Sometimes I don't know. Signing off.